Welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. Welcome everyone to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. Excited to have on today uh, client Olivier Charlo. And Ollie plays for the Bay Como Dracar in the QMJHL. He's having a phenomenal season, phenomenal season here. And is so excited that he came on our podcast here. You're going to learn a lot from Ollie. He is a fiery competitor, phenomenal goaltender. He's got a super bright future. Let's get rocking and rolling here. Here we go. Okay, so guys, welcome. Well, welcome, Ollie, to the podcast here. I got a question for you, Ollie. When did you first start playing goal? Like, how, how old were you when you first first started playing goal? Um, it's, it's a long time. I think I was about uh, five or six. So I started as a player my first year ever playing hockey. And I was a goalie in soccer. And I really loved the, the fact of being, like, the alone man. And just, you know, you, you're you're in your zone and you just, like, you know, you want to, like, you do whatever you want to do in and you're, you're you're alone, like you're the only guy behind. And I really liked it in soccer, so I started. I asked the coach if I could play like a bit in goal. And my mag year, because I don't know if it's called that, like other than Quebec, but my first year in mag, I played one game out of two as a goalie. And then my second year in novice, at I think I was seven years old, I started playing fully goalie. And yeah, I was I was pretty young. Was there a goalie that inspired you when you were that age? Yeah, like I always looked up um, to Jonathan Quick. Just loved the the how how he played. Just you know, he was he was a he was a challenger. He competed every time he was on the ice, and you know when he won his first Stanley Cup, like that was the year he had the Conn Smythe. And I was just you know I was amazed by how he played and how he competed every time he was going on the ice. What do you model in your game that is similar to Jonathan Quick? Um, it used to be everything, honestly. And, you know, I had the same, the same stance and, you know, when you go up and into the league, like, you know, you know, it's important to have like a better stance, but look, it worked for him. So, you know, things work for people that don't work for you. So I changed that, but my compete level is probably the thing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm most known for like on my team, but yeah, I'd be it. Like he just competes every time. And, you know, that's why he makes those like amazing saves and, you know he's getting old, but he still he still manages to make like incredible save. You know splits, uh, great glove save, and you know he's incredible to watch. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. At what age did you really start to take it seriously? Where let's say you, you what was the first age that you played a higher level of hockey, like a rep or a travel type hockey? Um, my my second year Pee Wee, I played Pee Wee Triple A, so it's like the best. It's the best level uh, that we have in Pee Wee. But you know it's 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 Pee Wee, so you're 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 twelve. I was uh, I was in grade seven, sec- secondary one in, in Quebec. But you know it's, I was taking it seriously, but not as much as you know when when I first when I came in second year Bantam, and I knew like I was a good goalie. I was like, yeah, I have chances to go far. And then I made it, made it to midget, and you know I played midget play my first year, and then get got drafted in, in the queue, and then played my 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 first year of, uh, like of. Uh, of uh, eligibility. So yeah, I took it seriously pretty much, you know, in Wee, I was like, I, 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 I was working with Marco, you know, you know, Marco pretty well. So yeah, I was working, I was working with him, you know, it's my, it's going to be my 14th year, 13th year with Marco. So, 
well, it's been a while, but you know, it's, you're a kid, you know, hockey's a game, hockey's fun for you, but you know, at a certain point you, you take it to another level and, you know, you want to do more, you start working out, you start doing more at home and, you know, it's pretty much, yeah, around the Bantam year, I was about 14 years old. Love it. And Ollie's talking about Marco Romando, Romando goaltending. And Marco and I are doing a seminar in Montreal. The exact dates will be announced soon. It's like the first week or two in the month of July. We're doing it there. I think it's July 4th and 5th. I may not be a bang on there, but you guys, so anyone that's hearing this in the Montreal area, definitely make sure that you're, you're at that event and you'll be able to see the information online soon. So at 12 years old is when you made your first triple A team. Yeah. Did you try out at 11? Um, yeah, I did. I didn't make it. You know, it's, I had a rough time when I was young, you know, like I was getting cut a lot, you know, didn't, didn't make, didn't make the great teams. Like, I, I, I don't want to make up for like excuses or anything. You know, it, I look, I look, I look at it now and I just say to myself, I wasn't good enough, but you know, I, I battled through and, I think I'm pretty proud of myself. Like right now, if I was a kid and I was looking up to myself, I would be like, yeah, man, you made it. But, you know, you, you got a far way. Like there's a long way up to go. And yeah, but I'm still proud of what I did. Good for you. Good. And it's, do you agree that sometimes that adversity that you had early on can actually serve you now? Yeah, of course. But man, it was hard. Like, and, but this adversity, I, I think I was pretty good at facing adversity when I was young and, even right now, I think this, you know, compete in this is probably my two best things I do in games. And look, like, I think if I had it easy, like, I would never been able to make it, like, where I am right now. So, like, it makes it, it makes you get tougher. It makes you get, like, it's, I don't know, it's it's a factor in your in, in your life that, you know, builds you. It, it builds, it builds the goalie, the, not even the goalie, just the person that you're going to become. So. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty glad I, I was able to like live that and you know I'm happy to like where I'm right now. Yes. Adversity is your friend. Do you want more shutouts? There's nothing more powerful than my private Zoom coaching to help you perform better to get more shutouts. Check it out at peakfry.net. At what age did you decide that you were going to go major junior as opposed to NCAA? Um, I had a chance to go in the U.S. in my second year band. And when, when everything like like made a turning point when I started taking like pretty seriously, but I, I it's pretty expensive, you know. And and the the school I was supposed to go to didn't give scholarships, so a good sixty thousand a year for my parents. It was it was quite a like easy decision. It was a big no, so I stayed in Montreal and still played, and then. When I went to Bantam and I talked to Mark, when I went to Midget and I talked to Marco, I was like, yeah, a lot of teams are talking about you. And, you know, it was an easy decision. I just, yeah, I'll stay in Quebec and just play in Quebec. And was that for a prep school or what was that for that? Yeah, it was that, I, I don't remember that. I think it was Tabor Academy in uh, okay. in uh, Boston, I think. And yeah, yeah, it was a prep school. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, 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 so those academies sometimes in Canada, they don't seem so expensive now. If you compare it to that $60,000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For that. Okay. And what was, what advice would you give to the goaltenders as far as going from playing minor hockey 
Like, did you go from minor hockey right to major junior? Or did you go to junior A first? What no, I went. So in, in Quebec, basically you play, you play midget. And then if you don't make the team the first year, you stay in midget. And then you can decide when you're 17, 18, you can play junior AAA, which is kind of a lower level than junior A in Ontario or uh, yep. like US. I don't know how it works in the US, but so I got drafted. I got drafted second round and then I made the team the first year. It was the COVID year. So it was, it was a bit different. Yeah. So I made my first year of eligibility. I made it. Okay. So at, at 17 or 18? At 16. At 16. Okay. Yeah. So I was playing against uh, 18, 19, and 20s. Yep. Got it. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And we first met each other when I did a seminar over Christmas with uh, with Marco there, correct? Uh, yeah. So Marco referred you to me and and I, I talked to you and we, we, we've been working together since. Yes. Yes. So I think right after that seminar, we started working together. Yeah. What is, what would you say is the biggest difference in your game now or in your mental game since before we started working together compared to now? Um, I think the thing I was struggling the most before was consistency. Like I had great games, bad games back to back every day. And, and I, when we started working together, I think my first game I played amazing. And, and then ever since I've been pretty much consistent and, you know, confidence has been doing good. I was like, I don't know if you remember, but I was, you know, I was kind of competing for a starter spot. I was playing with a 20 and then, you know, I was kind of like struggling with that. I wasn't too confident in myself and then bang, they trade him. And then I was the number one guy. And, and then we, we, I worked really, really hard for that. And confidence, confidence was the key, like of what we, what, what you like learn me. And then, yeah, confident and adversity, uh, like facing adversity also is something I, I'm pretty much like better at now. Yeah. Turning it, turning that adversity into your friend, right? Exactly. For every adversity is a seed for equal or greater, greater benefit. Okay. Fantastic. Let's, I want to open it up for some, for some questions here. And so let's go to William. I'm going to go to you first. What's a question you have for Ollie? First, I have to say, I saw you play when you came to Gatineau. Playing was really cool and you played pretty well. Um, Thanks, man. Um, so you mentioned, you've mentioned a lot about adversity. Have you ever had to deal with any like big injuries and how did you deal with those? I I think I've been pretty lucky with that, with injuries, you know, I, maybe like two concussions and like some low injuries, but yeah, this year um, I was on a 11 game streak. I was playing 11 games in a row and I got a concussion in Drummondville. So I had to skip two games and those two games were pretty much deciding who we're going to play in the playoffs because we're playing in a, like two games against our division. And I was pretty pissed about that because, you know, we lost both games and I thought like if I was going to play, I had a, we had a bigger chance to win. And yeah, so we came back the next week and played against, played again against the two teams and, you know, and I played pretty great and, you know, it's just like forgetting it's, it's not forgetting what you did good before the injury you know it's I think what brought me success after was yeah just not forgetting what you did good and consistency is the key like you get injured you know you, you, you don't lose anything you just you know it's like a break you know you, you you get a break but you got to come back and be as good or even better as as how you was before outstanding outstanding Cole in Vancouver Cole I'm going to go to you for the next question 
So in terms of adversity, like, have you ever dealt with like a bad coach or something like, um, and I'm just wondering how you dealt with that. Um, yeah, of course, you know, sometimes coach, you don't like him very much, but like your goalie, the coach is coaching the team and they're not coaching you. Like head coach don't know anything about goalies. So, you know, you're in your zone. You just, you play your game. And if you have something to say, you listen, you do it. And you just, you continue doing what you do good. And I don't know, goalie coaches are maybe different. You know, it's, it's, it's like a fit, but you no know, bad coaches, you know, it's, it's something you don't really like. I don't really like look at like if they're bad or good, you're a goalie. You just, you just stop the puck. It's, you got one job, you stop the puck. If you, if you don't, he has something to say to you. It's pretty much how it works. Greg Batters in Calgary from Victoria, but in Calgary. Yes, Greg, go ahead. So what I've come to learn from scouting and watching a lot of coaches and having, having coached myself is that uh, coaches will play the players that help them win. Yeah. It's different in maybe minor hockey where the players have to be rotated equally, but uh, in the playoffs here in Alberta in the U15, um, the best goalies played the the biggest games. So they got away from the rotations in those playoff matches. So, you know, as a as a keeper, there's a lot of you young guys that are playing goal. If you if you increase your value to the coach, you will play more. So you're it, as much as your teammates with your partner and net. Uh, you're in competition with that goalie, you know? So, you know, when Olivia, you came up as a young guy, the older guys um, wouldn't have paid as much mind to you because you're young. But if, if you're only 18 right now, so you got, you got a couple years left in the league, I think. Yeah. I got two more. Yeah. And so if, if uh, you know, a 16 year old comes up and starts playing really good, that's, that's something that you're, you know, in the future, you, you have to uh, raise your level to, to, um, to show the coaches who you are as, as a competitor. Exactly. I know sometimes you feel like the young guys, there is some bad coaches. There's no doubt about that. And I would agree with Olivier saying most coaches do not know anything about <laughs> goaltending. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's a problem for you young guys that you have to seek help somewhere else. And uh, that's why I think Pete offers a, a good opportunity for you guys to grow your game as young athletes. Yeah. Th thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Jake, over to Jake in Medicine Hat. Jake, what question do you have for Ollie? What's the farthest that you have ever traveled? I think it's still in Quebec. We, 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 have, some, we have one road trip every year. We, uh, we drive up to uh, Rwanda Randa. It's about... You know, my hometown is Montreal, and it's like about six hours away, but I'm in Bay Como, and it's eight hours away from Montreal. So if you do the math, it's a big 14 hours. And, man, it's, it's, it's a long. It's, you know, we, we, do, it, we do it in two, uh, two trips. We, we stop in Quebec, but when we come back, it's, it's horrible. It's 14 hours nonstop. You got to sleep in the bus. You got to eat in the bus. And if you lose the last game, you got a long road trip, and it's, you know, whenever we, it's, it's usually a three game road trip and, you know, you, you don't want to lose that third game. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty important because we want to have a good road trip in the end. 
There you go. So 14 hours, Jake, that's your answer. Greg, you and I were laughing there. I think, didn't we have like 24 hour bus rides in the Western <laughs> Hockey from, from Brandon all the way back to Victoria or back to Portland? There we go. Okay. Let, let, let's go to Andon in Calgary. Andon, what questions do you have for Ollie? Um, on like a game day, how does your routine look like in terms of like how early you get to the rink and what you do at the rink and then how late you stay at the rink to like cool down? Um, uh, so we, I usually leave, uh, at like about four, four twenty-five. and it's like a 10, 10 minute drive. So I'm usually there two hours and like 20 minutes before. And it's just like, we got meetings and everything. So I usually do like some stretch and ball training, but I usually take my mind off of like hockey before the game. So I could put my mind in like in hockey right before the game. So it's, it's, it's like a thing that works for me. It doesn't work for anyone. You know, routine is, is personal, but that works for me for the couple, the past couple of years. And then after the game, you know, we, I just have an easy cool, cool down, like a 15, 20 minutes cool down and then take a shower, leave. And I usually sleep a lot. So it's, I don't have a big routine, like a stretch, stretch routine. It's, it's usually pretty easy. And yeah, it's pretty much how I, how would prepare myself for the for the game and the next one? Ollie, can I ask you a question? Would do you do anything post game for mental, like any dumping or um, resetting or not? Not very much. I usually watch my games right after um, right after I just played, and I watch every shot and I try to like analyze what I did wrong and what I did good. It's usually what I do. Like since the beginning of the year, I started that this year, and it worked. Like you know, I was like. Did I do my head check there? That's why I got scored on, or did I not do it? And like, like special things like this. But usually, it's it's yeah, it's pretty much the only thing I do like mental after the game. Yeah, good for you. He'll he'll Thanks. text me his biggest successes as well. Text yeah, me his biggest. Exa- yeah, successes. exactly. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, Ollie, we got to watch that language. Got to correct you. We got to watch that language there. Yeah, uh, when I when I don't uh, when I don't make a save. There you go. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Over to Gunner. So you obviously uh, made the jump to juniors uh, pretty young. What would you have like? What would your advice be for like younger players just breaking into juniors, like mentally? Um, like yeah. So you know, I was playing against guys older than older than me. I was the youngest one in the, in the league. You know, sixteen year old playing against mostly 18, 19s. and it's just like you got to face them. You got to face them like they're your, your age. You know, it's their guy. They're, there's guys drafted. I was playing against, you know, Dawson Mercer, just playing with the New Jersey Devils, who's having a phenomenal, phenomenal year. And it's just like, it's like whenever he comes down to you, he's, he's 16. He's, he's playing in the same league as you. You're as good as him. So it's, it was pretty easy for me because, you know, how I said, like, I, I was, I'm pretty good at dealing with adversity and challenges. So I was just like, it's, it's like another player. It's like, he's playing in the same league as you. You made it that far. He's not, he's not that better than you, but you know, like he's playing in the NHL right now. I'm still in junior. So it's, it's, it's just a mental thing. You, you gotta be, you gotta be tougher than them mentally to like achieve more. So that was, that was the big step I took like in juniors. Cause it's, it's a big step for midget and it's, it's a bigger level. You know, it's, it's, it's like the guys are getting drafted from the NHL, like from that league. So it's, it's, it's hard. You gotta, you gotta, you got a lot of adversity when you play in this league and, you know, fans, fans are talking a lot about you. 
And that's another another uh, challenge you got to deal with. But, you know, you got to take your mind just in hockey. You got to think about hockey. You got to do everything in life that's good for you for hockey. And when you play in that level, you, you got to do everything right to make it to make it to the other level after. Charlie. But I think I think my question is I'm this next year. I'm going to be coming back down to the States from playing um, in the CS up in Canada, where even as a starter, you're only playing 30 games a year. And next year I'm looking to play 40, 50 in the States, AAA. Um, how were you able to make the jump to play so many games in a row and, um, you know, 10 games or not 10 games a week, but five games a week and then 11 in a row? How were you able to do that and stay confident every game, even after coming off of, say, multiple losses? Um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty easy. Like It's my third year in the queue. And since ever since I've been in, in this league, I wanted to be a starter, even at 16. You know, it's 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 hard to be a starter at 16. I didn't have it at 16, but my mind was mainly at that. I just wanted to have the starter spot. And when I had it, you can't lose it. You know, he gave me the opportunity to be a starter. You know, I was I played 22 games last year, 15 games before Christmas out of 34. And then after Christmas, I played 30 out of, out of 34. So it's a big step. I played almost half the games. I mean, yeah, double the games I played after. So I wanted it. I got it. I got to I got to keep it. You know, it's that's how that was my mentality when I came in after Christmas. The coach, the coach had like he was confident and he was like, "Yeah, you have the starter spot, but now you got to keep it." And I was struggling a bit before cuz it's a big adjustment, but when I started really like putting my mind to it and acting like a starter, acting like a professional, that's when things turned around and that's when I started having success. I'm going to go to Vic. Vic Lindell. Vic's a former national volleyball coach for Canada. Victor, go ahead. I know Vic will have a fantastic question for Ollie. He always does. Oh, that's put the pressure on me, Pete. I love that. You must watch the reaction of the parents to their kids after games. What advice would you give to parents? to react appropriately after games? And what did your parents to give you such a quality performance? Um, I think my parents were really great with like how I played, but my dad, my dad was a professional handball player. So hockey wasn't his thing. You know, it's, yeah, he played, uh, he played in the Pan American uh, games with team Canada, but yeah, so hockey wasn't his thing, but I had my goalie coach, that's usually how we like how I dealt with it. I talked to him and he was giving me advices on my game. But my dad was just proud. You know, it's when I was a kid, he was just happy to see me happy. You know, I was playing a game, good or bad, I had fun. So, you know, when I look at parents right now, sometimes, you know, and they get mad at their kid, they just, you know, they start yelling at them because they had a bad performance. I'm like, you know, it's he's a kid. He's like 12, 13 years old. They have a long way like in front of them. And it's 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 kind of like annoying to see how how my parents were really great with me when I was a kid about hockey. And then some other kids like have to like see their parents yell at them, scream at them, you know, because they had one bad performance, one bad shift, one bad game. And it's, you know, it's it's a game, you know, you 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 have fun. That's how, that's how I, I saw it. And my parents were just really proud. And I talked, I thought it's, it's funny that you asked that question. Cause 
I talked to my, to my dad not long ago about that. And he was just like, did you ever feel like I was like forcing you to play hockey? And I, I said, not really. And then he, we talked about like, we talked about how proud he was. And it was just like, he was just seeing me happy and, and everything. And that's what, that's what made him happy too. You know, when I think as a parent and, and you see your, your kid happy, that's, you know, that's pretty cheerful. Go ahead, Greg. The, the skills that you're learning in, in how to deal with adversity, uh, dealing with pressure um, uh, and all those things that are wrapped into, you know, your successes and your failures along the way uh, will, will guide you for the rest of your life. Like the skills you're learning now way past hockey will be, will, you know, they're rounding you into a better human being and um, it'll make you a better father. It'll make you a better uh, person. And better husband if you ever get married or or whatever. So, and and uh, a better dad if you ever have kids. So, th- this is the at the end of it, it. This is all the journey that you're on, and you do the best you can do, and and you and you strive to be the best you can be, and go the farthest you can, and and uh, you're well on your way, Oliver. You should be proud of yourself for sure. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Awesome. Fantastic. Ollie, thanks for coming on, my friend. If you guys are, so our seminar in Montreal is July 8th and 9th. It's two two days, uh, like about five hours each day. If you guys want to meet Ollie or train alongside him, make sure to join the seminar in Montreal for the, the, those dates. Ollie, phenomenal for coming on, my friend. It's, it's, it's so great to work with you. 